Hello, welcome to the Pint Power Podcast, where a power is pish, but our pints aren't. Introduce ourselves, I'm Caden, and I'm joined by my co-host, Dino. Hi, hello, and welcome to another episode. Today, we have two very special guests, the uh, legendary Andy from the Badger Shelf, otherwise known as um, <laughs> Badger on the Shelf sometimes, and the wonderful Ken Zombie. Hello. Hello. Hello there. Good to be back, boys. Wow. <clears throat> I have, How are uh, you? I'm, I'm doing good. Good. I uh, have a bottle with me instead of a, a tin, sadly. So Spark knowledge. I know. A little bit different. But uh, <laughs> I'll open this just now. <laughs> <laughs> right. So there's this little discussion we are having on Discord uh, yesterday. I had, uh, I think Andy knows about it. I'm not sure about the other two. But I interjected into one of the channels saying Jackbox has banned the word come. Oh, my. obviously. Mm. <laughs> and uh, it's just. She's got a riot. Got to get petitions <laughs> and stuff like that on the go. I have that. Not yeah, at all. Come on now. Oh, very good, Ken. Fuck's sake. But, uh... It's, it's absolutely bizarre to me, because the very nature of the game... Yeah. It's people playing with people they know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, I, and as, as we proved in the chat, banning one word is completely pointless when you can have 50 to 60 uh, variations on on the word. I mean, it's like it's yeah. like Dr. Malcolm says in Jurassic Park, life finds a way. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> You're not allowed to say this anymore. Oh, really? Watch this. <laughs> oh, hold my creative with it. Bit love juice. <clears throat> I think one of my favourite ones cool. that I, I'd seen and I put down was high fructose porn syrup. Oh my. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one, that one. Uh, but yeah, that went on for quite a bit of time in that chat. Uh, almost the entire duration of me going to get my booster jab. <laughs> so it was very, a good time. high bro chat. Yeah, good way to waste those 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You, you boys... Not Andy, but have you boys uh, got any other synon- synon- synonyms for c- cum? Synonyms? Yeah. Uh, what was it called again? Come back to me. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, well, I did. <laughs> <laughs> you did you actually not? I didn't even mean that. No, I was, I was being serious. <laughs> I was trying to Aye, aye. <laughs> Oh, yeah. there'll be absolutely tons. So it's like it's not the worst thing in the world, just because there are so many other words you could use. Spooge. I might. I think I'm thinking of man gravy. That's about it. Man gravy. Hmm. chowder. Yeah. It's a very weird tangent. You know what? The the one that uh, cracked me up the most was gender fluid. Yes. <laughs> 
Oh my days. <laughs> uh, definitely sent Eddie into a fucking state. That one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Here we go. I've got a few for you. <clears throat> you ready to hear some more synonyms? Here, go on. Baby batter. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Chilled nectar. <laughs> 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 Clam sauce. Are we allowed to say explicit words on this podcast? Oh yeah, it's I've cock thought... droplets. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, where are we? Where are we? Uh, daddy sauce, dong water. <laughs> okay, this is this is my favorite so far. Erectoplasm. Yep, wow. that's one of the ones that was in the tangent. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was just going, going through that chat just now to, to pick out my my favourite ones I've got a list in front of me of uh, some of them just don't make any sense one's like jam honey you know what I mean yeah pineapple jam the yeah. also the also famous jizz of a of Jackbox band jizz I'll find out right now hmm cause yeah I think the uh Ooh. The darkest one that came out of it was uh, Savile's Secret Sauce. Oof. I wonder who came up with that one. Some some sick bastard, I'm sure. <laughs> There's already enough Savile talk in your podcast. <laughs> he's, he, he's very in just now with that film coming out. Oh, God. Who's playing him again? Uh, Alan Partridge. Shit. Holy shit. Yeah. A good casting choice. Bit bold of him. Very bold. That one's got to do it. I mean, I am of the opinion that the story needs told as long as they do it properly. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. With the the come topic out of the way. Because we're going to be saying come a lot on this podcast simply for the fact that you can't say come on Jackbox anymore. So, easy come, easy go. Yeah. So if you want to get your uh, your come out of your way, just, just leave it in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, like a badly scripted porno, this. Ah. <laughs> uh, Yes, with um, with all the way, we'll move on to our topic today, being worst movies. And these these movies could just like, in our opinion, be bad. Like you didn't like them worst, or they can just be like the worst, regardless if you think it's a guilty pleasure or not. Like you have to acknowledge it is a bad film. Like, I think some people like, uh. They will watch and enjoy The Room, but it is genuinely a horrible film. That is a film I have been meaning to watch for a while, actually. Ah. You know, I watched it in full on it. Just seen, like, a few clips. Yeah. I was, I was watching the, the rooftop clip recently, and I just, oh, it's even more... Like I remembered seeing clips and thinking this is gonna be the worst film I've ever seen in my life. 
<laughs> and it's been years since then. I saw that the, oh high mark again. Jesus Christ. I, I think it cut out when the film was mentioned because I never got it. Oh, The Room. The Room. Oh, The Room. I haven't seen it. And I'm taking I'm taking this as warning not to. <clears throat> mm-hmm. No, no, you should. You definitely uh, should experience this. Hey, you know what? You know what you're doing to me right now, Dylan. You what you are doing is the equivalent of when you're out for dinner and someone goes, "Oh my god, this tastes like shit." Here, try some. <laughs> it is one of those films, though, that is regarded as no. absolute trash. <laughs> it's not happening. Everybody oh, yeah. suggests watching it just for the experience. Exactly. It's that bad like everything's done so poorly the acting the the audio the scenes it's just actually outrageous like your man who directed it the guy that plays the main character or had wrote the story for it he intended it to be a completely serious movie but people always in like the live screenings for it would laugh at it and he would get so fuming because it's not a comedy that's how poorly made yeah. it was he doesn't it's understand it. He doesn't understand filmmaking really. And then um did not hit her. I did not. And of course James Franco did like a almost yes. like a remake of it, or at least like a biopic almost. The disaster artist. Yes. Yeah. I also watched that in full. Um and even that I didn't enjoy <laughs> because of how bad the room is to start with. <laughs> um but he, he, like, he does a really good job, um, James Franco, as playing Tommy um, in it. Yeah. It's just so weird. It is weird. But to, to list an actual movie, because that's a movie I haven't watched, so I can't really say it's the worst movie, but I, I know it's bad secondhand. Hmm. But something I have watched that I do truly think is an awful movie that shouldn't be watched is Avatar The Last Airbender. Wow. Oh no. And that Shyamalan really fucked it on that one. That's the twist. He made it bad. That is the twist that he took something that literally everyone thought you couldn't make a bad film out of and made it into a massive pile of steaming horseshit. <laughs> Shivers. Yeah, it was pretty. Uh, they missed the mark completely. Like, for one, the pacing of the film is just complete ridiculousness. Going through things where you don't get enough time to build on anything, really. Two, um, all the bending scenes, just like all the bending, just seems completely <sighs> slow. Too slow for combat. Like it doesn't seem practical at all, and it doesn't look that epic either. Like yeah. what? What I loved about the the, the original animated series <clears throat> was like how it was almost made into dance moves, right? But they've kind of taken that a bit too far in the movie, where literally, like, to make a tiny, tiny like bit of flame or air move or, or water move requires like a fucking thirty second dance. Yeah, like the logistics, but uh, just doesn't make any sense. It's when the Fire Nation was up against the Earthbenders, and like there's a group of like three Earthbenders, right? And they're all doing this like same dance, and then it goes on for like ten seconds or so, and then you see this small bit of rubble flying towards the Firebenders, going really slowly, and you're just like, what? What? It's really, <laughs> it's funny every It'd be time I see it. Or just to pick up a rock and throw it at them. Just get a brick. 
Ah. Ah, my ultimate earth earthbending technique: brick in a sock. <laughs> I reckon if uh, if Toph or any of the sandbenders were to be like in the second movie, all they'd have to do is just have pocket sand. Because you'd be more for, far more practical with that than you actually would be bending in that universe. Yeah. Then there's like the changing of the races as well like what was it making uh, changing the fire nation from being japanese because of the whole honor code and that to uh, the same race as m night Shyamalan is i'm pretty sure because none of them are like japanese anymore in that film so which takes away from the the, 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 the thematics of it being about honor and all that that's the whole point of fire lord ozai oh, I, I just don't, don't think there was a single part of it <clears throat> That's a saving grace. Yeah. Like how uh, Ang was cast as simply because he was a kid that did know some sort of martial arts, but he was a terrible actor. Ah. Mm. Oh. Aye. Avatar The Last Airbender. If it had been a tiny bit more successful, we probably would have seen a second film, and I, I, I fear for that alternative future. Or timeline, sorry. As the darkest timeline. Uh, yeah, is this um this is like what, ten odd years ago this came out? Oh like eleven. Almost twelve actually. Two thousand nine. Was it? I've uh, managed to avoid this film. Um You should watch it. Yeah. Um... I for the experience, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Just for the experience. <laughs> <laughs> Makes the room seem good. Who can make anything seem good? Aye. Uh, any of you got a really bad movie? I mean, there's the there's the classic ones. Um, I think I've I've talked talked my own podcast plenty about uh, the absolute. Horrendousness that is arrogant. God. Yeah, I remember you uh, chatting about this with Dave. I mean, it it should have been the beginning. It should have been a great film to start a great saga. Mm. And instead, we just got an absolute metaphorical kick in the chin. Really boring, wasn't it? Yes. The whole film had had the problem that got the, the intense impression that none of the actors gave a shit about the story. I so do. because it on the screen is like, oh, what's the point? How on, how on earth can you expect any of the the audience to, to care any more than that? Yeah, you've yeah. all just got that attitude that they're they're polishing a turd. Yeah. <clears throat> And it's not even like, well, there's a lot of sort of no-name actors in it, but there's some there's some big names as well. Hmm. It just makes absolutely no sense. Just, but, um, the, they changed everything from the original book. Like they they changed it far too much. <clears throat> even if it had made enough money, if it was received well enough to make a sequel, they'd. Changed so much that they 
they couldn't have followed any of the following books for sequels. So they'd be, they'd be making it all up themselves. Yeah. Really good at all. I always I have, shit like, with that. I don't have any knowledge of uh, film. Uh, luckily, like, what's what's the general like basis? Uh, basically, a uh, young man finds a dragon egg, oh. hatches it. A uh, dragon grows exponentially, which is just more down to them rushing through the film. <laughs> Um, the kid can now use magic with some very weird and in- inconsistent rules and fights the big bad guy whose motivations are never really looked into. And it sounds, sounds like, like it should be a, a good story. Yeah. But I think I've probably gone more in-depth on the actual plot than the, the film does. <laughs> yeah. Mm. That happens. Like the book, the books themselves are like widely loved by anyone that's actually read them. Imagine. I mean, from what you described, it sounds like it should be a good film, but yeah, completely should be. That it was never delivered as such. Uh, a good book series, then. Yeah, like. Films never should never be about the concept of it being good, rather than the execution of it. Yeah, film just riles me up so much. <laughs> All right, speaking of films that rile people up and built <clears throat> hopes and expectations and just left them to crash and burn into a fiery mess. <laughs> Dragon Ball Evolution. Ah. Oh my god! A film that should have had. An unbelievable amount of hype behind it, considering the franchise it was coming from, considering the fan base that franchise has. And then we get delivered what we got delivered. Goku that's not Goku. Piccolo that's... Sort of Piccolo? I don't fucking know what, but nothing. It's just, it was nothing like it. And Uzaro that's that's basically just Bigfoot. And... Without a bloody tail, you know, the most important part of Goku's character and race that yeah. they need a tail to transform into that. Oh, not this one. But just. And I mean, there's the whole thing that Goku's not interested in women or the normal necessities of life. He's purely interested in fighting and becoming like as strong as he can become. Yeah, they made him horny. The number one rule. And that's just Goku not present horny. in him. He only tries to get strong out of a necessity. Is that? That's just the number one rule. Goku ain't horny. Yeah. And in the film, he seems to just train out of necessity to try and beat uh, Piccolo at the end. Mm-hmm. And he obviously falls head over heels with Chi-Chi in the film, which is completely and naturally the wrong way around. I'm I'm wondering if they were avoiding that for sexist reasons, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. there's a way of doing it without flipping. You know what I mean? They could have just mm-hmm. made her the, exactly the way she was, but also made Goku more just passive about that whole side of things. They tried to bring it. They tried to Americanize it, and it just 
It was disgustingly bad. I think the universal law so far is if America gets their hands on an anime for live action reasons, it will always fail. Unless it's Speed Racer. Yeah. 100%. Because that reminds me of a, an, another awful fucking failure of an anime live action film. The 2017 Death Note. That was... <clears throat> only saving grace of that is Willem Dafoe. <laughs> yeah. I think that like... man, like, his shoulders must be killing him from the amount of films he's tried to carry. <laughs> oh, definitely. Like, I think the Americans just should just like celebrate the fact they had Last Airbender and quit while they're ahead. Yeah. Because they don't mix well with anime. Even then, a lot of the animation wasn't even done by then. I'm pretty sure it was sourced from Korea. Yeah, I mean, they're the, they're the storyline, though. Yeah. I think with a lot of the Avatar Last Airbender story, they, they did actually travel and learn a lot about culture, rather than just, you know, try and translate it into something else that isn't. There's a lot of problems that westernized stuff has. Mm. Like, I think Ghost in the Shell had a big problem with that. Like, I think uh, Ghost in the Shell's main character in Japan is all about how uh, does a robot have spirituality? Like, how how does a robot go about feeling? Or, like, an android goes about feeling? And I think the westernized version of it is just like, we've got Scarlett Johansson, enjoy. Yeah. Not, not, it's not in, no, there's, funny enough, ironically, no soul in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> It's just a cash grab at that point. I uh, uh Dragon Ball films. Like, have you ever watched Dragon Ball Z? Done? Uh, no, it's more like the odd famous scene. I think it's like hated by pretty much the whole fan base because it is. Yes, probably one of the most popular ones there is, and like the fan base is quite passionate about it too. Yeah, man, it was just it was it fell disgustingly the... short. Wait, I think if there's a letter from the director. He basically like apologized. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, do you know what was the worst part, right? He probably had people around him at the time telling him... Sorry, letting the dog down. He probably had people around him at the t- Can I take a two-second thing? I'll remember what I'm saying. Okay. She needs, I think she needs a, a drink, but there's some stuff around the flat. I can't there. Get her hand, her teeth on. Two seconds. And no, it's not the obvious. Let her pause on it. Anyway. <laughs> Has Ken heard the leaked um, audio files from the actors, actresses? Oh, I don't know if he has. Oh, that's. Andy I don't know. Uh, oh. Andy, have you heard of. I think it's the English voices of the Dragon Ball cast. They uh, had some clips leaked where, uh, like. <sighs> An example is Goku's English voice actor has been recorded and it got leaked of him saying. Gohan! You're such a fag, Gohan! You're such a fag! And, like, there's plenty other ones as well, like Chi-Chi, the mother of Gohan, saying explicitly sexual things about her own son. So, uh... Yeah. That one's clearly, um... Oh my god. Hercule. Hercule. Mr. Satan. Um, what is it? 
my my gorgeous cock. <laughs> it's just it was so it's just so weird hearing these characters sound exactly yes. you know it's obviously like exact character voices saying these absurd things. Right, boys, I am back. Whoa. Uh, right. Do you let me pick up where I left off? Wait, I found the letter. Found the letter what? from the director apologizing for the film. Yeah. So the worst, the worst part is he probably had people around him who's seen the franchise telling him, "No, this is a really bad idea. No, this is a really bad idea. No, this is a really bad idea," yeah. and just completely ignored it because he's the big bad director. And realistically, and then, they got fired. What's and that? Then, <laughs> yeah. Like someone went, "I, ah, I don't think we should do it this way. You're fired." What do you think? Ah, yeah, boss. Anything you say, boss. <laughs> and then it bombs at the box office, and then he, you know what I mean? It's the biggest I told you so. I can only imagine they might have hate that must have been mailed in to him or whoever it goes to about how bad the movie was. Aye. The letter, I'll read it out, says, I knew that it would eventually come down to this one day. Rangball Evolution marked a very painful creative point in my life. Have something with my name on it as the writer be so globally reveled, reviled is gut-wrenching. To receive hate mail from all over the world is heartbreaking. I spent so many years trying to deflect the blame, but at the end of the day it all comes down to the written word on page and I take full responsibility for what was such a disappointment to so many fans. I did the best I could, but at the end of the day I dropped the dragon ball. Wrong. Okay. Yeah, they make a pun at the end there, didn't they? Of course. Looking at the box office, they made $28.2 in profit. They didn't re- it didn't exactly bomb. Sadly. <laughs> right. Was there a... Is there what? Was there not a new... Well, I'll say new. A couple of years ago now, a Dragon Ball film that came out. Oh. Uh, you're probably thinking of, like, Resurrection F. No, no, he's Broly. He was thinking of Broly. Oh yeah, Broly. Oh, Broly. Yeah, that's that pretty well liked. That is is universal. In fact, yeah, but that, that's even old fans loved it. Oh, isn't that like the actual creators though? Yeah, that's actual creators. Like it's uh, done in a different style from the usual st- stuff. I think that it's done Shintani style, which is like the is an animator. But uh, the writers constantly change. But it's like the same studio. It'll be. Uh, it'll be. Uh, Anime, no, it's Toei. It'll be Toei that does it. They're also responsible for like One Piece movies as well. One Piece in general. Toei Animation. So, like, I think Resurrection of F and Battle of Gods were done by the same director, but really wasn't. But yeah, that's a very well-liked film. But let's stop talking about good films. Don't have you got a bad <laughs> yeah, film? I come to it, bad films. Um, yeah, do you know what? Um, so, in general, I'm quite like a fan of really, really shit films. Sometimes there's bad films that I'm just like, what? Like, what? why? <laughs> How? Um, my pick's actually quite recent. I'm, I know you've seen it, Caden. Um, but Ken and Andy, have you seen Red Notice? Um, came out not long ago, actually. Uh, no, um, it is definitely one that I want to watch, and I've heard <laughs> So many bad things, but I still want to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I've not heard anything about it. I've just seen it, uh, kind of advertised on on a Netflix. <clears throat> I haven't even watched the trailer. Yeah, 
So it seems I'll, I'll try and avoid as many spoilers as possible. Um, it seems like a film that would be really good, especially based off the cast, because you've got The Rock, um, Ryan Reynolds, and then Gal Gadot as well. So I'm, when I seen this, I was like, oh, this, this should be really, really good. So I had such high hopes for it, only to be absolutely let down by the quality of the writing and just... <sighs> like I, I didn't feel connected to the characters at all anyway it was it just seemed like they threw the rock and ryan reynolds in and they played themselves as mm. they do um but even like the jokes i thought wasn't like that funny it was just them kind of bantering between each other like mm. the, the comic wasn't like too great and there <laughs> there was a point where the uh, the classic wilhelm scream appears and it's just like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah like it's just the whole thing I, I, the further it went on, the more I was like, "What is this film?" <laughs> it had a very good opening. Mm. I would say it, it had a good start. Then it just went downhill. <laughs> what is that actually the... about, though? Like, what's what's the basic plot? In, in its essence, it's sort of like a heist movie, almost. Synopsis. <clears throat> um, yes. So um, it's um, The Rock plays uh, an FBI agent who's pursuing the mm-hmm. uh, world's most wanted art thief, who is Ryan Reynolds. Right. And the whole story's kind of based off uh, um, the art thief trying to get the art and then him stopping him. Is this not and just there's like... There's a bit more to it than that as well. Is this not just a regurgitation of Catch Me If You Can? <laughs> hmm. I haven't seen that. Wait, Leonardo DiCaprio? Is it Leonardo DiCaprio? Or is it Matt Damon? You're not long. A rage question. But, uh, there, there was, like, a couple uh, redeeming parts I found. Um, one of them being... Get calculated. Well, of course, always. <laughs> but no, there's there's two scenes, two separate scenes in the film, uh, in which they're having a drink. Okay, and the first scene, um, the drink gets handed to. I can't even remember their names in the film. I just know them as them. Uh, Ryan Reynolds gets handed to him, and I'm pretty sure I found out this after. That drink is his own. Um, oh, what's his own brand called again? Uh, Aviation Gin. The hmm. hmm. Reynolds of own gin. They actually chucked in into the scene. I think if you look, you might see the bottle. Um, and then in the other scene, um, the Rock's having a drink, and that drink is his own tequila. His own brand tequila, which was just like a nice little nod, um, and yeah, there was, there was a bit towards the end as well. It's actually, kind of humorous. In I think you'll know. I can't even remember. I'm trying to block uh, it from my memory. A particular, particular character. I still can't mind. Uh, anyway, <laughs> you'll uh, you'll need to see that film, uh, engage your own 
reviews because I do know some people that have enjoyed it. Um, but yeah. Mm. Maybe give it a watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I say, I, it's one I'm, I'm, I was planning on watching um, just because I find the two of them funny. Yeah. I. I think my, my expectations are. Your expectations? Sorry, Kate, I didn't catch that. I was saying I, I can catch you that. What was your expectations? Oh, as I said, my expectations were incredibly low. Ah. Uh, aye. Not a lot of Netflix films have me going into that. Which sometimes means you're more likely to enjoy a film. Yeah. Yeah. True. Uh, to bring up another. Is that, is that, in fact, a franchise of films that make me. So very angry at how soulless they are is the Bayformers films. Oh, yeah. Give me a second there. I was like, the what now? <laughs> Still haven't watched the last few. I keep forgetting there's five. Yeah. When there really should only have been one. <laughs> Our trilogy's perfect there. Long live Aye. Shia LaBeouf. Aye, it's fucking opposite day. <laughs> fucking! I don't, I don't like going to the movies and only seeing fucking. I don't know. I kind of like those Transformers films. I don't think they were too bad. I enjoyed the first one. Um, yeah. Although that said, the whole way through the film, watching the first time, I was looking at Optimus and thinking, "Is that not right? There's something not right. It just doesn't. It just doesn't fit." And then right at the last battle with a mouth armor slides up and went, oh yeah sword aye a moving mouth optimus just doesn't look right but no generally like especially after Mark Wahlberg got introduced it just completely like there's no redemption for those films at all yeah I, I did not like the Mark Wahlberg ones um to be specifically for Mark Wahlberg <laughs> I think I only watched I didn't mind him. Them. Mm. But no, like, uh, mm. like it, obviously they're big budget films, and that's a good saving grace for like the general person will go and watch them because it looks nice to look at. But the, the story, a lot of the story pieces don't make sense. A lot of characters just killed off for shock value, and um, there's just no like character arcs really. I don't think enough for you to care. Mm. Yeah. Well, having having said that, like, uh, I didn't mind Mark Wahlberg. The whole protective fucking daddy plot was a bit. Terrible. I mean, the, the, what was it in the fourth film? Like, the daughter's boyfriend is a couple of years older, and she's seventeen or sixteen, which in that state uh, legally makes him a pedophile. There's that. Wow. Ooh. Wow. Who's that? That's uh, pretty. Yeah, there's quite like a a large focus on the humans rather than the Transformers. Yeah. By any chance, is it the same director that's doing the Jimmy Savile film? <laughs> that. Oh. If there's explosions, then yes. And the sun flares, don't forget the sunspot for fucking in your eyes, because that's what Michael Bay wants to do to you. Blind you. <laughs> 
That's like one on one of how how to make a bad shot look good. Ah, uh, aye, yeah, but at least at least with that fifth film, like the there was another Transformers film that came out that isn't Bayformers at all. It's almost it's like a soft reboot or at least a hard reboot. Is Bumblebee? That was really good. Yes, that was good. I actually I had a cut. Yeah, yeah. I've got the DVD for it as well. If you want oh to watch my. it? Oh, I haven't watched it. That is good. It's a phenomenal film. Actually has car- good character writing, character arcs. Yeah, the characters so are likable. The designs are good. The des- That's the other thing I hate about Bayformers. All oh. the fucking robot designs look like you can't distinguish most of them because they look so mechanical and ass. There's no colours. All the Decepticons look pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, there's a kind of specific look to both of them. They've kind of just tried to do the, the symbols in the faces. And that's it. Symbols, colours, and that. Like, ah, you know, like how they've tried to make everyone's face shape the same as the symbols, yeah. by the looks of it. Aye. As opposed to actually just giving them their own characters. Not giving them their own characters, but focusing more on how they look as individuals. Yeah. Like Optimus is like, Optimus and Bumblebee are the only two sort of well-designed characters, just because like, you can tell who they are based on colours and like general size and that. Yeah. I would... If I remember correctly, with uh, four and five, um, did they not kind of? Um, I can't mind who it was, what the name is, but uh, Megatron. They were kind of like, oh no, this is this isn't Megatron. Oh no, it's a completely different they... uh, villain. And then they back ah yes, Galvatron. They they, they they try to do the Galvatron thing from like yeah. the old movie, the old eighties movie, but that also had one of the worst yeah, transformation. <laughs> sequences I've ever seen. Right. Aye. Bayformers can get in the bin. <laughs> Long one of the new Bumblebee reboot series that hopefully continues. I highly recommend it. I need to give that a watch. Any other bad films, boys? Well, I'm usually usually one of the first people to jump in and defend the last three Star Wars films. <laughs> yeah. But my god. <laughs> they started on the wrong foot and then just kept sliding downhill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I've seen a lot of people say that it's probably the best first movie of the trilogy. <laughs> no. A lot of people thought that Force Awakens was quite good. A lot of people have thought a lot of things in the past have been right, but they've been. <laughs> uh, from nah, from my personal standpoint, it just it did not feel like Star Wars. It felt like a like a like a reboot, if you will, rather than a continuation. Uh huh. Um, I mean, I'm a bit of a weirdo. I do this thing where I can, I can, I can look at a film as if it and treat it as if it's its own thing. So I liked them. But in terms of the you know the entire Star Wars, what's the word for nine? <laughs> um, Nonology. The three the three trilogies I thought was the weakest by far. The Skywalker saga. Yeah, yeah. The Skywalker. They just I don't know. It just didn't hit the same as the old ones. I think it's because the old ones kept it simple. Hmm. Uh, 
Yeah. I'm I'm one of these heathens that I'm I'm not a I'm not a big Star Wars fan if at all. And when I seen all three trilogies, I preferred the newest trilogy just out of entertainment value alone. Had a big budget, definitely. Yeah, I don't think the new trilogy like any of them were like superb films at all. I just out of like purely entertainment value, I enjoyed them. And then the prequels, I enjoyed just because of the really good like lightsaber battles. But like the first movie, it all being like all political and shit, just didn't. It's just it wasn't. It was weird. What was oh, it, like the, the the prequel trilogy is just awful. Yeah. Like you could you could edit those three films down into one decent film. Ready for some controversy? I can I I like the first film, Star Wars one. Phantom Menace. The pacing oh. in it was a bit awful though. To be honest, it yeah. Faster. Pace, I, I'm not gonna. I, I won't argue. <laughs> <laughs> because I can you totally know, understand. Crash. Yeah, but it, I don't know. It just hits. It hits what I like. As I, I said, it's because it was the first film to like introduce the proper choreographed lightsaber duels. Yes. Which the fucking sequels didn't fucking want to do job. for some reason. The annoying thing about the new trilogy, there wasn't any like really outstanding lightsaber fight at all. And it, really, not I really thought, at all. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, not the throne room ones because I'm talking more of like a duel rather than like they're using lightsabers yeah. against normal folk suppose yeah. people want to see lightsaber on lightsaber action yeah the, the one in front of this was definitely top tier uh, speaking of the, the new trilogy actually there was talks of John Favreau working on uh, like a reboot to that trilogy and reworking them they could, they one, could... the, the first one? No, all three new, of the new trilogy. Like, making a completely new trilogy. Oh! I fucking... I, I'd be dying to see that. Yeah, I think Fabro would do a good job with it. Can't really yeah. do a worse job. Especially as he's I mean, fucking... Oh, he's working Mandalorian and he's doing a good job with that. Aye. Mandalorian is superb. I'm looking forward to yeah. the with it. I fully expected that to... Be a forceful watch on myself. Mm. Unintended. Uh, <laughs> wow. <Fuck's> <laughs> but uh yeah, no, after I think it was after the first episode, I was I was hooked. I was like, oh my god, this is not what I expected, and it is banging. <laughs> it's just good to be introduced to like an, another new part of the Star Wars franchise. Yeah. In a nice non bloody forceful way. Like Aye. I feel like they just they tried to do too much in that uh, in the in the newest the trilogy, and it just a lot of stuff didn't make sense. Obviously, I think the biggest point of why the trilogy didn't really feel all that connected as well, and or could have been more simple as you as you were saying, is because of the constant director changes throughout the film. Yeah, it's just I can't mind which. I maybe need to rewatch them, but it just feels like such an abrupt change between each film in terms of its style, pacing, exactly. and it doesn't tie in well together. Because of the director changes, that's exactly why yeah, they didn't like yeah. mould. If you gave all three to either one, it could have been fairly decent. I'm just sick of seeing people like take franchises that have been successful in the past and gone, 
let's do a continuation of that because it worked well in the past and it'll work well for us. Yeah, it will if you follow the, you know, the, the, fuck, the principles of why it worked. Rather than going, let's put our own ideas in and just because it's Star Wars themed, people will love it. No. <laughs> it's yeah. not how it works. Forget originality. Is everybody excited for the Willy Wonka series? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, why? Why must they do this? Is it the first? Oh, you've upset me, Caden. Oh, yep, that's been in the works. I think it's going to release soon. So that's going to be horrible. Uh, yeah, the, the the new trilogy. Um, I when I first watched them, and like every time I seen them in cinemas, um, I do think they're enjoyable. I, I still love them, but it's when you like kind of deep it a bit more, you you look into like a lot more stuff. It's like some of it's just for writing and goes against kind of. Yeah, um, like the way they did Luke um, was just questionable. Like him throwing the lightsaber, like you, you've set, you've literally used an entire film getting to that point. Just launches it and then drinks some fucking team milk. It's blue milk, actually. <laughs> it's blue. I wasn't sure. They tried to add in loads of cute animals, you know, loads of interesting robots and stuff, but it was too much. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Rather than having like one particularly interesting thing they've tried to like just sprinkle it everywhere and go oh this will make people love it oh it's like a it's like a a cast version of a flanderization where you know what flanderization means no basically in essence if something goes on long enough say a cast of characters will become less individuals and more just based on their Big traits. So, like, oh, yeah, the the best example is the one it's named after. Like, if you look at really old episodes of The Simpsons, Ned Flanders actually has a personality. Yeah. And in this and case, further from mindless religion slave. <laughs> yes. And in this case, instead of it being individual characters, like they're doing it to settings and like animals and like robots. They're just well, like throwing shit at the screen and hope people buy into it. What 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 you just said there to me reminded me of one of my my biggest issues with the latest Toy Story film. I haven't seen it. Have you not? Because I certain somebody said they'd watch it with me, and it's been almost a year later. <laughs> yeah. Oops. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not really a spoiler. It's it's more just how a character acts. If that makes sense. Mm. So Buzz Lightyear has been like, basically, he's thick as fuck in the last film. He's also nowhere. dumb. He's what? He's also dumb. Ah. Oh my. <laughs> yeah. Basically, in the fourth film, they've dumbed him down big time. Big, 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 big time. And it does. It's just. Uh, it's like we're 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 now in our fourth film in this franchise, and you've just decided to randomly make him stupid. Like it it doesn't tie in well at all. And personally, I feel they they just they should have left it as a third film. Yeah, like quit while you're ahead. It was a beautiful ending to the film, 
Yeah. And about moving and about moving on and everything, and you just tried to you know milk the milk the cash horse. Cash horse is that the cash cow? That's the one. <laughs> just beat the dead horse milk and cash cow together. I should have got it from from milking. That it wasn't a bloody horse. Milk a horse if you try hard enough. No, that's <laughs> not Steve milk. and Johnny Knoxville. It's man milk. Yeah. They're the ones that drank horse. I can't remember they're not. <laughs> Wait, who? Sorry, I lied there. <laughs> I said, tell that to Steve and Johnny Knoxville. Oh God! Oh no! It was that was Bam and uh, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. No, what was the, who's the guy that's died again? Done. Yeah, Ryan done. Ryan yeah. done. It was then. I nearly spewed watching that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so on the topic of Buzz, uh, that new. Uh, so you can say on the topic of Cam like it's start talking about We're it again. Back, oh, baby. <laughs> Yeah, on the topic of Buzz, that there was that new trailer that was released for his like solo film of the actual character or something like that. Did any of you seen that? Yeah, no. I've seen the trailer for that. Yeah, I saw the trailer. I'm slightly intrigued, I have to admit. Um, who is it they're getting to voice? Oh, oh Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Yeah, they purposely avoided like any audio from Buzz in that trailer because people would riot. <laughs> I think it said one word or like two, like right at the very end when that was it. Oh, was it to infinity? It could be worse. They could just have uh, Chris Pratt again. Oh, yeah. He's already in two animated films coming up. Rick. <laughs> I actually can't fathom why like not even like two months like not 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 really even a big gap. They've decided to announce he's voicing two iconic characters of which he sounds nothing like. What have you heard of that, Ken? Sorry, I was putting a blanket on the doggo. <laughs> Say it again. Chris Pratt, uh, quite recently, has announced he's voicing two iconic and ah, and he's cut out. He's he's voicing he two iconic characters, Mario and Garfield. Now Chris Pratt. It's like see this is just this is where Holly, Hollywood's so fucking unbelievably dense that they just they think ah oh, Chris Pratt's a, a popular actor let's get him in instead and instead of like trying to get someone who suits the character well for example if you just if you in the Mario cast you're just oversaturating him the guy that's voicing the, the actual Mario in the games and all that and I think I don't know if he's on the show but like the guy that normally does the voice in the games. It's going to be a cameo in the film. At that point, I'm just like, get the guy to voice the fucking character. Yeah. People would much rather that. It's, uh, I, it just it really annoys me when, when, when they see something successful and they just try and repeat and repeat and repeat. Like, oh, that was successful. But, and it must be because of Chris Pratt. Oh, I mean, he's a, he's a fantastic actor. He really is. But if you start putting him in everything... Yeah. Then that's he's gonna lose. He's gonna lose what people love about him. Yeah. And as he's not kidding because he, he's getting paid for it. Yeah. You know what I mean. Oh, absolutely. It's even funnier because there's a show Chris Pratt was in, which had a much better choice for Garfield. Ron from Parks and Rec. I have not watched Parks and Rec. <laughs> I probably probably would have seen a clip. Get into it. 
He's like the he's like the older guy with like a mustache, and he's always like he likes fucking steak and that shit, and he sort of sounds like this. Oh, right, mate. You keep cutting out. I missed half of your your thing there. Huh? Yeah, I know. I know who you're talking about now about Chris Platt being in Parks and Rec. Aye. But yeah, I know who you're talking about now. He was also in uh, We're the Millers. Um, oh, the campaign. Yeah. Doing rakes of things. Oh yeah. Right down you. I don't know if that bark came through or if I might cut it. No. No. I love to hear it. <laughs> Someone closed the door outside and she just went. Ah. Hi. First prop generalization, eh? Yeah. No, it's like I said, it's just oversaturating him. And he's going to... You know what I mean? If, if he's all you're seeing in the films, or at least in the, in the mainstream sort of popular line of films, he's he's just going to he's gonna lose what makes him hit with everyone. Yeah. Absolutely. Like you're not going to be able to invest in him actually being the character while you're watching this film. Because you're just going to be like, oh, there's that guy again. Yeah. He was in a, he was in that film Onward, and I actually quite liked him being in it, because it wasn't expected, and I didn't know beforehand. Yeah. Yeah, and I have to admit, really, really enjoyed Onward. Fantastical. Haven't you watched it? Get it watched. I get it watched. Oh, help me. <laughs> so help me God. Put the thing back where it came from, or so help me. There's a terrible film. Excuse me. <laughs> I thought that I thought people would be more triggered there. Uh, full disclosure: I actually, I'm, I'm, I'm lying. That was just a just a ruse to get reactions. Good. I'd have to kill you. <laughs> Fits your name. I killed Kenny. Nah. People that don't know in the nah. Discord, he's called I killed Kenny seventy three. <clears throat> and that's why Ken is now the zombie. Yep. Aye. Fun fact: my heart stopped once. That's why they call me a zombie. Holy shit! And Andy's reasoning was. Uh, I thought it was because your brain dead. He said, "He said so. You've died and you've come back to life, and that makes you one of two things: a zombie or Jesus." And he claims my beard isn't cool enough to be Jesus. Well, to be <laughs> honest, at the time you didn't have a beard, so. Yeah, I mean, I do. Have, I I kind of have a Jesus look on the gorgeous now, if I let my hair down. Jesus too, electric blue. <laughs> Gallic Jesus. <laughs> Viking Jesus. Now what's the movie we need? If we can get Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter the movie, I want Jesus Christ the Viking. That cut out again. It's okay. It was a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the, on my list, there's actually a majority of them are comic book movies, which are famously known to either be hit or miss if they're not MCU. Oh yeah. So we've got uh, the infamous. Well, I don't know if it's infamous. It's not really like talked about ever, and shouldn't be talked about ever. It's Catwoman. Halle Berry's oh, Catwoman. The the greatest portrayal of basketball on screen. Oh, don't remind me. Do not remind me. 
Last time I seen that many Worst. cats, it was a Bollywood yeah, film. Okay, maybe not. Let's get pulled. Okay. The CGI is fucking abysmal. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the game had better graphics than she did. Oh. <laughs> uh, Christ. Because they like revamped the whole character in that film. Because is she even called Selena Kyle? I can't even mind. I don't even go back just to see. But I, I do mind that the, her her weird wacky origin story is that she went like through a sewer pipe and she sort of like got, like these cats sort of surrounded her and she sort of unlocked this like cat inner cat powers opposed to her just being like a really good gymnast and thief. It's just yeah, I think it was it's tied into some sort of Egyptian mythology where a cat resurrects her because she gets killed. And um, yeah, she un she unlocks like. Cat powers. So very boring. It's so just really bad. Just no. Yeah, the character was called Patience Phillips. Well, I had no patience for that, that film. Hey. Another comic book film that I think was, if if not average, is just bad. Is the Suicide Squad from no, Suicide Squad from twenty sixteen? That film was worst Joker no. ever. I don't care what anyone says. Worst. Ever. Well, in terms of just entertainment, performance, and character, yes. In terms of accurate, technically Heath Ledger. Yeah, no, aye, yeah. I get that. But if we're talking about enjoyment and actual well-written, then Jared Little, I'm sorry, you're in the fucking bin. Right like, in the bin. Saying that, fucking... You're gonna bring up Justice League. Lost. I was gonna say. What? Were you gonna talk about his appearance in Justice League? No. So, like, I get what you're saying about the Heath Ledger Joker, but at least he kind of had an insanity to him, where he just enjoyed doing what he he wanted to do. With Jared Leto's one, it felt horrifically out of place. Yeah. Horrifically. Uh... Like the, 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 the weird snarling that he was doing to your man. Um the whole like nightclub owner gangster mentality. no. Find him. The uh, only... And the fact that he actually gives two shits about Harley. Like the whole thing is that she's his plaything. Well, That's what she is to him. I think the whole point of him caring about her in that instance is because she's no longer in his grips. Or else but whatever he it's sort of like a I mean, the thing with the Joker is whenever she's in his, like, area or, or with him, he doesn't really care about her because, like, she's here, she's mine, whatever. But when somebody's taken his plaything, that's when he cares. It's his. Uh, I don't know. It just, for me, his, his... I don't even want to say his portrayal because he's obviously just been told how to... Yeah. How to portray this guy. It just missed the mark. Completely. And utterly. Do you want to talk about a, a, a fantastic performance from Jared Leto? Uh, Rayon in um, Dallas Buyers Club. Mm. Watch that film if you have not watched that film. There's so many good performances in there. Something that I really disliked with Jared Leto's design initially was the, the grill. But as, as of through the years, I've sort of understood that it makes sense because Joker's the sort of cunt that gets his teeth knocked out so often. 
So why not just make it a grill? If he's like sort of a gangster character. So it's, it makes sense, but it doesn't look good. But aye. It, didn't, it really didn't hit for me at all. No, it's a good thing after his portrayal we got the best uh, Joker portrayal since Cesar Romero. Being Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. You've purposely come to that, haven't you? No. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying, like, after such a downfall, we got such a good portrayal. Yeah. So if you if you uh, if you don't already know, Caden is uh, my little brother. <clears throat> he has kindly lent me his steelbook copy of the Joker for a period of just over a year now. I think <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't watched it. Son of a bitch! I've actually. I mean, remind me. Keep reminding me because I've I've got time available at the moment, as you know. We can watch it at Christmas. Do it like a like a birthday gift to me. I'll gladly rewatch it. <laughs> yeah, my birthday present to you is me watching a film. <laughs> Another thing is, like, they're two of my favourite films of all time. Uh, one being Joker. I really enjoyed that film. It was a beautiful film. Another being Logan. I really enjoyed that film. There's two people in this fucking podcast that hasn't seen one or the other. Yeah. Ken being Joker and Dylan being ah, Logan. Ah. Yeah, dude. I mean, to be honest, though, the fact that Dylan hasn't seen Logan is fucking sacrilege. It's <laughs> shocking, actually. Yeah. It's get. In fact, I'm just gonna ambush you. I'm gonna get you down here, but Shanti, you watch party, and I'm gonna put Logan on instead. I'm sure it's good. Yeah, the Suicide Squad. Like, it's just the story in it was so. It was too simple. It was pacing was sort of like mid, like it, like nothing happening for it to be not too fast nor too slow was weird. Like I feel like it would have had a better plot if they went in like another mission initially, just like get the team to know each other, sort of stuff. It just being like the entirety of it being in that city where nothing is really happening but killing monsters until they get to the enchantress. I think was very boring. There wasn't much to it. I also feel like the teamwork near the end was very forced. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. At least the new one's better. Aye. I'll I'll need to see it at some point. You will. Oh, DC. Any views? Whatever movie. Uh, do you know what I'll throw out there? <clears throat> uh, I'll throw out as a series. Um. Scary movie. So, <laughs> I really enjoy the the first three. I think they're 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 funny, but they are quite bad. Let's uh, let's be real. Where are you going with this? <laughs> uh, but the the ones later on as well. No, there's no. Okay, third one I'll give you. The first two are are phenomenal. Third one and uh, yeah, but they're, they're like purposely like that. Yeah, it, it, they're, they're very, yeah, they're, they're very tiny. Yeah, like they're, they're they're not trying to be no simple no. classics, you know. But yeah, after like I I still quite like the third one, um, but just it's pushing it. It just goes so far downhill from there. Uh, it's a lot of like. I'm going to look at my notes just to remind me, like, uh, a lot of spoof movies in general can be so very, very 
and it can, either, it can be either very minimal for hit and very big for miss. So oh. you've got disaster movies, and like pretty much oh. most parody movies are like I think su- superhero movie with Rick Bell is it? Rick Bell. That was pretty good. Bell. That was pretty funny. Uh, particularly the scene in that where uh, he goes to use his sort of like dragonfly sense as he tries to dodge all the flying things coming at him, and it's just, every single one hits him in slow motion. It's really funny. But um, most of these parody movies, like the epic movie, disaster movie, where it's just gone to shit, where the only thing they can bring into the onto the table is pop pop culture references, like. Kung Fu Panda, the chipmunks, and all that. Like, there's no substance to the film. Even even the f- the humor is just purely pop culture reference. Like, look, we've got a scary looking Kung Fu Panda Poe. Haha. He oh he dies. Haha. There's no actual integrity to the humor. In my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Another one's Meet the Spartans. Just reminded me. I haven't. I think when I heard of it, I thought, ooh, that could be quite good. And then I thought, I can't even remember what it was. I think I saw the trailer and I thought, I think I'd rather gouge my own eyes out. I think, I don't think this is a controversial opinion, but I think somebody in here does like it. Sorry, what? I was just going to say, to this day, the only film of just stood up and walked out in the cinema is epic movie. Uh, uh. Epic fail. Someone want to tell uh, Alanis Morissette that that's what irony is? I don't get it. I think she probably had that the context explained to her like at least once a week since that film came out. That song came out. Oh man. <laughs> Thing is, it's immortalized now as well. No. Yeah. There's the, the the there's two there's two movies parodying the the Hunger Games, the Hungover Games, yeah, and the Starving Games. God damn it! And on the cover of it, of the, the Hungover Games, I'm pretty sure I see Zach Galifianakis's character from the Hungover, the Hangover, Ted from Ted, Willy Wonka. Thor? And the guy, uh, the guy with the glasses from The Hangover, that also the nerdy dentist, he's also on there. It's just like, what, what, there's another example of like, alright, this is a parody, but we're bringing in completely other, like, pop culture at the time. Trying to make it, like, I don't know. It's just, so very ass. Another one that I didn't mind, but I didn't think was really that good, was Holmes and Watson. Oh, come on. That was brilliant. It was sort of like, it's sort of like the same as Red Notice, where it's just them playing themselves, rather than any any other characters they should have, could have been. It was always designed to be another Step Brothers. Like, that was the intention. That's the difference there, is they've not just, you know, accidentally had it come across like that. The whole intention behind it was for it to be step step brothers, except they're Holmes and Watson because of the obvious, you know, fact that Holmes and Watson are brilliant and they're supposed to be dumb as fuck. Right. 
I just I was just looking at parody movies that, here, though. and I think we can all agree the best parody film of all time is Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Oh yes. Oh god yes. Yes. It's not a parody though, is it? Well, versus oh, evil. It's, it's like definitely Ash. a a horror teen horror movie parody. The name in itself is almost uh, like Ash versus Evil Dead slash just any sort of horror film like uh another one I, I know you like is Cabin in the Woods. Great plot. No, that that in itself was a fucking parody. I loved that film. Yeah. That's two brilliant films right there. Cabin in the Woods and Tuck and Dale versus Evil. If you haven't seen them, holy hell go and watch them. <laughs> So good. Very good. Tucker Dale vs. Evil is probably one of my favourite films. Dylan, have you seen Tucker and Dale vs. Evil? Of course. We forced them to watch it together. And you're still <laughs> looking at Nans. Yeah. yeah. Has, <laughs> it, has everyone, has everyone here seen uh, Cockneys vs. Zombies? Something I've been meaning to watch. Oh, God. Definitely forced Ken to watch it. Brilliant. That, that that that's a film that's definitely verging on parody. <laughs> Seen the trailer? <laughs> the trailer's phenomenal. <laughs> There's a film I also want to watch uh, called Attack of the Block, and it has John Boyega in it. It's like a 2013, 2011 it came out. Apparently, it, although it's quite a small budget film and it's not that long, it's quite good. And I quite watch. And the, the whole idea of it is in a bunch of like sort of like Neds. Delinquent kids are responsible for taking out these like monsters, which honestly have sort of cool designs. They sort of look like uh, completely black. Almost can't really tell what they are apart from their silhouette, and they have like neon blue teeth. They'll just rip you to shred. Basically, it's just a bunch of delinquents doing their hardest to keep their block safe. But there's like character arts throughout it, which apparently pay off. Oh, that's not, I feel it is. Other bad films. Uh, to Do List. I don't know if any of you have heard of it. <laughs> ah, yes. It's I have not. Stars Aubrey Plaza, known to be in Parks and Recs, uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, cast wise. Cast wise, it's kind of interesting. It's got Bill Hader in it. Uh huh. And. Um... Uh, a bird from uh, Arrest Development. Can't remember her name. But uh, basically, the general synopsis of the film is this sort of like I think nerdy. She might be a Christian girl. But basically, uh, Obi Plaza's character of being like this sort of innocent girl just getting out of uh, high school, just graduated, as basically wants to f- fuck this guy she meets at a party, like a really hot guy. That she is a complete version and has done nothing, not even kissing. So, after I think discussion, she uh, makes a to do list full of like so many things. Like, one of them is just finger banging or get finger banged. And she plans to find people to like do these things to her to gain experience so she cannot just be like a complete blutz <laughs> when she tries to go for this hot guy. But um, the acting in it, the jokes in it, just the general, like, the way the film yeah, goes, it's pretty film. ass. Oh, it's, it's really hit or miss <laughs> with a lot of this humour. There's, like, there's an entire poop in the pool scene, and you can imagine how that goes. Aye. Fucking hell. 
I for some reason enjoyed the film, even though I fully well know just how shit it is. But uh, I the, the cast. I've got I've got a list up here: Aubrey Plaza, um, Bill Hader, uh, Rachel Bilson, uh, Johnny Simmons. You've got Andy Samberg, uh, Clark Gregg, Donald Glover. Um, your guy, I don't even know how you pronounce his name, plays as uh, McLovin. Um, there's a, a fair few familiar faces in there. Wasn't there the guy from Kick-Ass, the, 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 the weird like villain kid? From Kick-Ass? Yeah. Like in both films. Yeah, he was. The motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. He was in that. He's pretty what much the same in everything. That Red Mist. Yes, it was Red Mist. <laughs> Those are good parody films. Well, they're not parody really, but like they sort of are on the genre. Comic is Kickass sort of like before all the fucking like hardcore like oh yeah, we were actually like an R-rated comic book superhero cartoon like Invincible and all that other shit like the boys is we had Kickass. Which is sort of like a coming to age story about this kid who gets just the fucking what was it the shit beat out of him or he was hit by a car. He got the living bejesus kicked out of him, and he gained like uh, metal implants for surgery, and he can take it. Yeah, his, his nerve endings were like all fucked. Couldn't feel pain anymore. So then he also have metal platings in his chest and all that as well. I'll be honest, it's been so long since I last watched it. Maybe but, in his head. Mm, I don't know. That might, I'm pretty sure. But there is a there is another movie that's very similar to this Kick-Ass, actually, called Red. And it has Rain... It's Rain Wilson? Is that the guy that plays Dwight from The Office? Yes. Oh. It has him as the main character, and it's very similar to Kick-Ass, in which... He he dons like a red costume and he goes about like being trying to be a superhero, but he's not he's not very skilled in any other area to be one, and it's very dark. Uh, myself and a few others would say that it's probably the better version of what Kickass is. Hmm. I would give it a watch. I mean, I do love Rain Wilson, so I might uh, I give that a watch. Very dark, very dark. Aye. Duelist was mediocre at best, shit at worst for movies, boys. Um, has anyone here watched uh, the invention of lying? Oh, now I have seen it. <clears throat> what did you make of that one? It's probably right. The thing I've enjoyed Ricky Gervais in most. Oh. <laughs> Which is the, the only good thing I'll say about it. I have never seen it. I will never see it because I cannot stand Ricky Gervais. I. Yeah. The man. I hate him. <laughs> I can't stand watch, him. Um, I should say it was, was the thing I'd enjoyed him most. Um, after life. You should watch if you hate Ricky Gervais because he has an awful time in it. I, yeah, it's still him though. It's like it's still his acting. His yeah, you just, you just watch him suffering though. I'm not watching him <laughs> suffering. I'm what? Yeah, I mean, it's not enough. I need to see him really suffer. 
Okay, <laughs> I would never wish that upon anybody. But I know. I just I can't do it. Him, James Corden, uh, Melissa McCarthy, um, Rebel, Wilson. Rebel Wilson. They all come under Jonah oh. Hill. Holy, he's also Jonah. in this film. I'm pretty sure. All of them, I cannot stand for the simple reason they're they're just they're exactly the same people in every single thing they're in. Yeah, you would you would not. So, in fact, I've liked Jonah Hill once and once only, and that's in um, Wolf of Wall Street because he's just he's he's not Jonah Hill. No, a completely different guy. You know what I mean? It just it fits. Um. But yeah, this this film, um, I'm not a massive fan of Ricky Gervais either. But I I ended up watching it because um, of just like the, the basis of what the the film's about. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's literally just a, a fucking world in which um, lying doesn't exist. Everyone tells the truth. Everyone says what's on their mind. Um, and the the guy Ricky Gervais plays as essentially just suddenly in his brain it just snaps and he's like hmm. um, I am a millionaire and he goes to like a, a a bank and he's like give me um give me two hundred k and like oh your bank uh, uh doesn't say you've got this he's like I do he's like well must be a problem with the computers here you go uh, <laughs> So the, the 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 idea of that kind of interests me enough to watch it, and as I kept going through the film, I was like, "What the fuck is this shit?" So Ricky Gervais plays an ent- lying entitled fuck. Sounds about yeah. right. Yeah. There was a there was one point I thought was slightly funny, which was um, he grows long hair and a beard, slightly looks like Jesus, and he invents religion. Yeah. Oh my god. That's funny. (laughs) It is it's it's actually quite a good scene, that bit where he invents it because Oh yeah. It's like he's he's with his mum on her deathbed and Mm -hmm. she's like, Oh, I don't want to die. He's like, Oh, but it's fine because you'll be going to this magic place in the sky and you'll (laughs) you'll be there forever and etc etc. And everyone just kinda goes Oh really? Oh, what is this? How this do you bad. know this? <laughs> you say that it must be true. <laughs> Wasn't another movie you didn't like? Was My Name Is Dolomite? Oh yeah. There's there's a few that I just never finished. That one I actually fell asleep and then turned it off. I think that that just reminded me of um. The most disappointing film I ever saw, <laughs> which is uh, Black Dynamite. I've heard of it, that. It, it was like a, like a spoof. Well, the trailer made it look like a quite a funny spoof of like seventies black exploitation films. But honestly, God, I, I must have watched the trailer about thirty, forty times just because of how funny it was. And then I watched the film and I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! It was just dull. I, ugh. Films that made me fall asleep. Yeah, again, very <laughs> controversial. Yeah. 
Star Wars. <laughs> I knew it. I, I think Ken, Ken will mind this because this is back when we were still living at Nan's and uh, we didn't have a couch or anything like that, so we had to sit in the camping chairs. They're getting a new suite, and he was like, "Oh, we we can watch the trilogy. We can watch the trilogy." And I'm like, "Ah, oh, fine, fine." I think thirty minutes into the film, I I was just out, and I don't sleep ever during the day. So he moved me on to the prequel trilogy instead, which mm. I was still very iffy on. Yeah. You disgust me. Mm-hmm. You disgust me. Fuck you. <laughs> but uh, movies that I, did, I weren't quite fond of when I watched when I was younger, but I need to give it another watch. I don't know if I could do the 12 hour shift, but Lord of the Rings. I'm going to get a rewatch. Yes. I mean, yeah, 19th done. of December is the 20 year anniversary. We should, we should watch it. Me and Louise have already put aside the day to watch it. Good chance that might be the day after my night out as well, so I could be hanging. That would be a good chance to stay in bed and watch it. You've never watched it, have you, Dom? Or at least you've seen parts of it. I have seen parts. I could never get into it. Um, Like, I don't... um, I don't think it's bad in terms of writing. It's just, like, not my... Um, I remember watching one of them. Uh, one it was. You'll know, obviously. I watched one of them. Uh, very drunk, and the only scene I remember was that you shall not pass. Yeah, you need to give a fresh watch, mate. <laughs> because I don't think there's many franchises you can say it with, but this one, at least certainly for me, is aged amazingly. Because of all the practical effects they used. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll see in December. We'll see how my journey goes with it. Mm, yeah. There's another case of when I watched... Oh, there's another controversial opinion. When I watched Lord of the Rings back then, I was pretty, like, meh with it. But when I watched the Hobbit movies, I was far more intrigued. I've kind of gone off the Hobbit movies, to be honest. And... When I read The Hobbit as well, all, the only, my only complaint with the movies is that they could have all just been done in a one-er. It didn't need a trilogy. It was, it was sort of milking it. I'm pretty well, sure The Hobbit was shorter than some of the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I'm, I'm of the opposite opinion, where they should have split Lord of the Rings into more movies. Because mm. even at the length of the extended cuts, there was still tons of stuff that was left out. Yeah. Like, the whole ending was left out. But yeah, I think The Hobbit probably would have been better as two films rather than three. Probably. Yeah, I'm I I, I I still quite like putting them on. They're they're, like, they're very they're very lighthearted and childish at the end of the day, which is how the original book was was written. Yeah. He wrote it for his kids and then obviously then, then went and did Lord of the Rings to be a much more serious epic fantasy. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I don't need to read Lord of the Rings. Mm. 
Yeah. Well, there's been a lot of bad movies talked about. Yeah. <laughs> a, a wide selection. Surprisingly, a lot of good films talked about as well. <laughs> I to feed the point of the topic, but alas, in good entertainment. It's only yeah. natural. It's, it's the ones you want to talk about. You just end up slowly drifting over to them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And to be fair, I feel like that's how life should be anyway. Just like yeah. focus on the positives. That's why I purge my life of anything to do with Ricky, Ricky fucking Gervais. <laughs> yeah. I like Cora Pilkington. Eh? I like Cora Pilkington. Yeah, I like Cora Pilkington as well. It's hilarious. They should do like a. You know, like there's director cuts of movies. They should do like a director cut of the. An Idiot Abroad where there's no. Yes. Because half the time, any time he's on that show, it's literally just him on the phone saying you're an idiot or laughing in his very monkey like laugh. Mm hmm. Aye. It's good. It's a good, good topic. Good talking to you. Talking to you. Aye. Podcasts, aye. Okay. It's been an absolute blast. Thanks for, thank you for having you. Thank you. Yeah. Maybe when K Max starts a podcast, we'll get you guys on. Oh, mm-hmm. oh I'm, I'm busy for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm busy um, doing more podcasts for me. <laughs> nah, thank you very much for being on. Thank you. No, anytime. Having us. And um, I guess that's where we'll end the podcast. I'm still yeah. waiting on that can open, Dylan. <laughs> it's been opened earlier, did you? I hear it. <laughs> right, it was, it was very loud and very out of nowhere, and yeah, in such it's... a very different audio wavelength as well. It was pretty <laughs> odd. Uh, very odd. But alas. Oh, it was a blast, lads. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye.